and that voice, that spirit or, or, or God's voice speaking to him. And this is the response that he gets. Uh, my grace is enough. It is all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. And my grace is enough. It is all you need. And I also wanted to couple this with the passage um, from Genesis, Genesis 1, when, when God creates. And for six days, he's creating the mountains and the skies and the birds and the, and the animals of the earth and the, and the light and everything. And then on the, after doing all this work for six days, on the seventh day, it says God rests. And that translates to God excels. And so when do we say we have done enough, we have completed enough, and we take time to excel and just to rest there? And so as we take uh, just a few moments um, to reflect and to think about these things, um, what is enough in your life? When, did you, when do you decide that this is enough? When do we have enough? When have we done enough work? And when can we just excel and just breathe and rest? So what is enough? Let's just take a, a few moments to, to pray and, and to reflect on that. Let us pray. Amen. <clears throat> so just asking that question um, <clears throat> to all of you, how do we decide um, when we've done enough and we can just stop and rest? Some of my comments, um, um, there's lots of books on uh, Sabbath and my favorite is by Wayne Mahler. It's just called Sabbath, uh, Finding Rest and Renewal in Our Busy Lives. And it was life-changing for me. And so um, I do probably one of the mo most important things I do is that tomorrow is I, I take a Sabbath. And regardless of how much work needs to be done or things that are on that yellow tablet <laughs> to do, I just take it. And it's a humbling experience. It's life-giving. And it's kind of acknowledging that God's 
God's okay. <laughs> God can take care of everything for 24 hours if I'm not trying to do my little part in the world. And, uh, and the God actually does give us permission to stop <clears throat> and to rest. So I encourage all of you to find a, <clears throat> a Sabbath practice when we talk about what is enough. And I think you'll find it life-changing. And, and you really have to have a lot of discipline to do it because people are going to start calling or those little voices in our mind will start telling us of everything we need to do and that you can't stop. But you just have to really say, no, this is, this is the discipline and it's life-giving. So how much, how much is enough? And I'm moving back and forth between not only our, our material uh, wants and needs, but also just spiritually as well. And, and to have enough is to feel complete. It's to be sufficient, uh, to be more than adequate. When we have enough, our bodies and our minds and our souls are all in balance. And when we have enough, I'd say that we are full, but we're not heavy. And society and our own inner voices there sometimes push us to, to do more, to achieve more, to accumulate more. And so we're never really complete. We never really seem to have enough. And Wayne Mahler, he says, we often feel powerless and, and overwhelmed. And no matter how strong our hearts or how good our intentions, each day the finish line just seems a little further away or the bar keeps rising and nothing is ever finished and nothing is ever good enough. So we just keep on working and adding to our list and accumulating and we never stop and we never feel complete either or sufficient. And in Genesis, we have that wonderful story of how, how God creates. God is working for six days and then God rests on the seventh day. And in the Hebrew Bible, that word rest can just translate to God excels. He breathes and just rest. And it is enough. So how do we know when we have enough? How do we know when we have done enough? And I was talking to our, our daughter, uh, Andy, just last week, matter of fact, not about this, but, but it came up. <laughs> Uh, she's been working for AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps for the last two years, which is a federal program. And she works with a, a, a team of young adults. So they're very idealistic and they're serving the marginalized and underserved youth in the Sacramento public school system. And her heart and her eyes have been opened up and, and the work is very fulfilling. And while she's doing this work, which is kind of like the Peace Corps in America, um, they do pay her a stipend as well as everybody else. She's been living below the poverty level, but she has been making ends meet. And so she has learned to live uh, with not much and kind of asking this question, well, what is enough? What do I truly need? And next year she wants to, to stay in Sacramento and work for a, a nonprofit there. And one job that she's looking at, and, and I asked her, hey, can I talk about this, Andy? So she had to give me permission <laughs> to discuss this. Uh, one job she's considering, it's called Loaves and Fishes, which is a story about having enough. If you remember, five loaves of bread and two fish. 
And then loaves and fishes that they're offering a, a part-time job. It's 25 hours a week, but it does have a pretty decent hourly wage. And she called me up and, and she was all excited about this job. And she said, dad, I actually think I can make it financially and it would be really rich work. It would be a, a blessing. And my immediate reaction was, you can't work part-time. You just can't do that. You're, you're not going to have enough. It's like you're not going to have enough money. And then in my mind, I was also thinking, it's not going to look good on your resume. It's not, it's not enough. People are going to think you're, you're lazy and, and you don't want to work. And she talked to me about this job, though. And you can read it on their webpage. They, they create a spirit of radical hospitality, of welcome and belonging to the homeless. And they serve over a thousand adults and children daily. They have enough to do that. And they do this without any government funding. And I thought, what an incredible experience to work in that type of space, in that type of environment. So what does fill us? What completes us? What is enough? physically, emotionally, and spiritually, where at the end of the day, we can just exhale and say, this day was enough, and we feel sufficient. And it's constantly moving and changing for us, and, and we struggle to answer that, that question. Can we recognize when we have done enough, when we have enough? And Mahler goes on to say, have we done enough when we collapse from complete exhaustion? Is that when we say we have enough or we've done enough, but just when we collapse because we're so tired? Is it enough when we get so tired and we get so irritable that we blow up on our spouse or our kids or our friends or our loved ones? And that's the signal. Well, <laughs> I've done enough and we, and we just lose it. And, and Jennifer and I, we, this happens to us quite often. Have we done enough when the clock strikes five o'clock? Oh, it's five o'clock in the evening. So now that's enough. So I can stop or at six o'clock or seven o'clock. I have to admit, especially in the winter time, when I can go home from the office and it's dark out, it just feels more like enough, but it's a superficial understanding of enough just to return home in the dark. Are we complete when all of our emails are answered? Is that enough? Or when the answering machine is clear? How do we know when we've taken on too much? How do we know that? How much time should we spend? How much is enough time to spend with our aging parents, with our children, with our friends? Is there ever enough time to spend with them? Or do we always feel like it has to be more and more? So what is sufficient? When can we stop and rest and breathe deeply? And Mahler talks about how many of us carry old familiar voices of judgment or dismissal. Voices that remind us of our inadequacies, our shortcomings, and our failures. And when we hear those voices, 
in the back of our head or coming up within us, they're always saying that we can never do enough. We're never good enough to placate these critical voices and it's never enough. And if we remain convinced that we are essentially defective or incomplete, we can never ever do enough. And it's very much like I was thinking of the, the little red engine that could. And we say to ourselves, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And even if we get over the mountain, especially when you live in the Southwest part of the state, even if we get over the mountain, we see another mountain and then another mountain. <laughs> and it's just never enough. And we can hear those haunting voices persisting. Well, it wasn't that big of a mountain anyway. And it wasn't that impressive. Well, it sure, sure took you long enough to get up on top of it. And they're constantly just saying, we're not enough. And we never stop. We just keep, keep going. And this is why I love being in the church and ministry and theology. Because we can hear God's unconditional love and acceptance. And I think it's only when we experience that peace and that grace of God and we can experience that through other people, through nature, or through scripture as well. That we have this feeling of enoughness. And then we have that, those beautiful words when Jesus comes up out of the water from his baptism. And he hears that voice say, you are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. And that same voice says, you are my beloved daughter. With you, I am well pleased. And I think we could also hear, you are enough. Just being present is enough for me. You are good enough. You are well enough. You are complete. And then when we hear that voice, the paradox is it inspires us to go and share that love and that grace. But we also know that when we're tired, we can stop because we are enough. And I think about, I was trying to think of uh, just pictures of enoughness in, in scripture. When the woman comes to the well and she's been uh, marginalized by society and she's feeling deficient, inadequate, and Jesus listens to her. He knows everything she has ever done. And she leaves that meeting and she's all excited and she goes and tells everybody, come and meet a man who knows everything about me and he loves me. Is that enough? Just to know that she is truly loved. And at the end of the Gospel of John, we have this picture of Jesus holding the disciple John, holding all of his fears and his worries, his feelings of inadequacy. Is that enough? Just to know that he is being held and he is all right. And in this passage today from Paul, he is struggling. He has this thorn in his flesh and he's, he's begging God to take it from him. And God responds, my grace is enough. It is all that you need. So have we experienced that complete love and acceptance that tells us that we are enough, that we are okay, 
that acceptance and grace that forgives us and restores us. And is that enough? Does it sustain us and fill us and complete us so that we can stop and excel and rest? Do we feel, do we trust God enough that we can just take a day, a Sabbath, and just rest? Is that enough? This past Friday, um, I went to visit a, an old friend. She had moved away and she came back after a couple years. And uh, she returned back to Mancus. She came back to Mancus just to pass away in a, in a familiar place with her loving daughter caring for her. And when the three of us get together, we often have very spirited, uh, argumentative discussions about God in religion and politics, three things there that always <laughs> spark a debate. <laughs> and the three of us get together and we just have these really sometimes pretty intense discussions about God and religion and politics. And sometimes it gets pretty, it gets heated and sometimes we get defensive. And I hadn't seen Thelma and I gave her a new name. I haven't seen her for a year or two. So when we, we said hello to each other, we're glad to you know, to get reacquainted. And then the three of us were sitting together. And as it often happened, we started having these never ending discussions. <clears throat> One of us is a, a fundamentalist Christian. One of us is not a fundamentalist. <laughs> and her daughter is a Buddhist. So you can imagine how these discussions go. And this debate heated up again. And we were talking about the nature of, of Jesus. And so we were having this discussion, and then all of a sudden, Thelma got really quiet, and she wasn't saying anything. And she's legally blind, and, and so she turned her eyes toward me, and she said, will you preside at my memorial service? And I was shocked, and also very, very touched. And I said, I would love to, Thelma. It would be an honor. And then she said, well, will you have, because we have all these disagreements. She goes, well, will you have anything good to say? And I said, I will have nothing but good things to say about you and your spirit and your goodness and just how alive you are. And I was just stressing how honored I would be to preside over her service. And she said, you know, she goes, it feels like just this huge weight has been lifted off of me because she's away from her original hometown. Just to know that that peace is taken care of. And so we just sat there in the stillness. And I said, you know, Thelma, there's one thing, though. If I do get to preside over your service, I will get to say the last word. <laughs> And she just chuckled and chuckled, and we were all just laughing about that. <laughs> and I said, well, do you trust me to say that last word? And she, she said, I do. And it was just a moment of grace where we connected as fellow human beings and children of God. And for me, that's what we have. And it is more than enough. It's not just enough. It's more than enough. And I ran, ran across this quote from an unknown author that I really love. And she says, 
Each breath we take is a gift. Each breath we take is a gift. And each moment is a grace. And that is enough. And so my prayer for all of us, myself included, is that we know that we are enough. <clears throat> we know that God is, is with us. And because we are enough, we can take that time instead of just working ourselves into exhaustion and trying to mark everything off our to-do list and trying to appease everyone, that we can just take time each week. Maybe we can even take a day, a Sabbath, and just rest and be at peace. Know that it's a commandment and that it is enough. God gives us permission. He says, you are my beloved sons and daughters. You can rest. May that be enough for each of us. Amen.